What's going on, everybody? Thank you uh, for joining me here on the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, this is Tom Santilli, and uh, we just got through a special double episode of Survivor, and uh, man, the show. <laughs> uh, I just had finally got to the point last week where I was kind of like, you know what? I'm giving up on this season. It's just kind of a mediocre season. Nothing uh, ever pans out. You know, every time it seems like there's something really cool that could happen, it just kind of doesn't happen, you know, kind of goes, you know, in a less exciting way, and then this double episode happened, uh, and I thought it was great, I, I was super into it, I thought it was two great back-to-back episodes, and it really sets up things for an exciting finish, so it's kind of like, <laughs> got the hooks back in me, it's like in The Godfather, you know, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in, so that's pretty much what happened here, uh, we're gonna dig into some details of that, though, and get into the exit interview, uh, coming up here, so this is your last chance. This is a spoiler warning. We are going to be talking about the episode, so if you haven't seen the episode, need to pause this or come back to it later. Please feel free to do so. And uh, from there, there you go. There's your warning. So everybody, good. All right, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. So coming up on the podcast today, we have uh, my exclusive interview with Joe Mena, uh, who was voted out second this episode. A uh, quick note on that, the first person voted out of the episode, of course, was JP, uh, after what was on the screen uh, described as a hashtag epic blindside. And uh, uh, JP, uh, we were told by CBS that JP was not, uh, he had a very extremely limited availability today during the normal press day that would follow you know, the show that a person gets voted out. So um, we, I do not have uh, a talk with uh, JP today. Uh, we were able to submit some questions via email to JP for him to answer, and I did that, and I'm just waiting to hear back and get a response back on that. So once I do, uh, my interview with JP uh, through email will appear on realityt.com in an upcoming post, uh, or I'll include it in next week's recap. Uh, I'm sure all of you are dying to hear from JP, uh, who barely spoke at all this season. Uh... But yeah, he's he was gone in a what you know. Basically, this episode we saw the the downfall of the alliance of seven. Um, you know, the majority alliance that kind of has been uh, just picking apart the healer tribe. Uh, we saw them uh, get dismantled with some flipping, and I'm just so excited with the players that are left. Lauren has just been amazing down the stretch. I, I've liked her since the beginning, but she's really showing her game savvy. How about Devin? Uh, you know, Devin separates himself from Ryan when him and Ben discovered last week that Ryan was kind of playing both sides. And then Devin comes up with this amazing strategy to keep Ben uh, on the inside, so to speak, like a double agent uh, on the opposing alliance. And that turned out fantastic. Almost backfired for Ben. Uh, couldn't believe that would have been, talk about epic blindside, that would have been epic had they got rid of Ben after everything that he just did to go undercover. Uh, but that was really interesting. Uh, but Devin is, is showing his flair. Ashley is getting involved strategically. I just, I love the way that this season is setting up. Uh, you know, I, you know, Ashley to me needs to do a couple more things, but I, I do like her game. I think she's playing aggressively. Uh, she is kind of biting by and needed to kind of get to a moment where she can start to make big moves. And I think she's finally there. But, you know, pretty much you look at the whole board now that JP is off of the board. And I, I always ask myself, 
is this going to be a good survivor winner? Like, is one of these people, should they win? Am I going to be like, they play at a great game or, eh, this is one of those years where they just kind of somehow, some way got to the end and uh, won the vote. I think to me, I, I feel like these are some worthy people that are left in the game. We're down to seven right now, people. The finale of Survivor is December 20th. Uh, that means there's only two episodes in between now and then. So there's an episode next week, there's an episode the week after that, and then there is the two-hour finale on the 20th. Uh, unless there's a do- another double episode that we're not expecting, uh, we're going to be left with five people going into that finale. And again, I just I, I like the way it's I like the way it's it's shaping out. I don't think that there's a dominant alliance because these people are willing to turn on one another. Uh, just when you think you know we see a new four you know alliance uh, a four come along, um, there's suddenly cracks and they're talking about how we need to get rid of Ben. Uh, as Joe talked about in his Ponderosa video, it didn't happen. But if you watch a Ponderosa video, he talks about a plan that he had to get rid of Devin, which means that Devin was on some people's radars, at least, to consider voting for. So as we get closer and closer to that finish line, we're going to see some fireworks and some great stuff happening. Uh, but overall, just two exciting episodes. You know, Joe finally just kind of caught up with them. Uh, he came into the game playing aggressive, and, uh, you know, he just kind of, after he played his idol on himself that one week and Jessica went home, I mean, it would have been an amazing, uh, godlike kind of a move <laughs> for him to have sniffed out the fact that they were going to vote for Jessica that week. That would have been a ballsy move uh, to not play the idol on himself that week. Imagine if he would have gone home uh, playing it on somebody else. But had he played it on Jessica, that, that whole week turned the whole game around for him. Uh, and after that, he was just kind of scrambling and it uh, didn't seem like many people wanted to play the game with Joe at that point. Uh, so we're going to get into that talk with Joe. Uh, my exit interview is coming up with him uh, shortly, and I uh, hope you stick around for that. And then, uh, again, afterward, we'll do a quick uh, look ahead uh, after the talk, so stick around after the interview uh, for just a brief uh, you know, kind of look forward to next week and uh, what's what's on the pipeline for this podcast as we get into December and into the off-season of Survivor as we – Look forward to season 36. Can't believe that's coming along, but that'll be here before we know it in uh, the spring. So, uh, yeah, but this episode overall uh, got my, the hooks back into me. I like where it leading. I like where it's leading us. And uh, with that, I, I say let's get into this interview. So here it is, guys, my interview with uh, Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Doing good, doing good. Cool to talk to you. Um... Let's just dig right in, man. Um, so you were kind of, you know, had your back up against the wall there for a couple straight tribals after the merge. Um, did did last night's tribal feel different to you? Did you know that you were did if did you know you were going home, or did you kind of feel the same at all of those? Like you could have went home at any point. Uh, yeah, I mean, every tribal was, you know, I felt like I was going home. I think the only tribal that I really felt secure at the, you know, um, after the merge was really uh the first vote out and um cole's vote out uh, i knew cole was going home i knew i wasn't going home at, at the at the uh the merge vote um yeah so th- this one was no different i felt like it was an 80 20 uh 80 me going home and 20 if i stay and i felt like if i stayed i was gonna win the game i mean hmm. uh the package deal that they presented was was an amazing package deal and if it, if it didn't include all three perks i wouldn't have went you know i would have probably created did something else um i had no idea that ben was was a, uh, a spy. I had no idea that 
the three would allow him to be a spy. Like that's probably the dumbest move I've seen in Survivor. <laughs> um, but then again, it kind of goes into like the theme of the season, which is like who's going to make the dumbest move this season. And I think that's on top of the list. So kudos to them. I mean, they definitely um, had Ben playing both sides. Um, they gave me that package deal of the advantage being used, the idol being flushed, and Ben going home. I couldn't give that up. I, I, I They definitely sold me, and and, and, <laughs> and I went for it. <laughs> I, I follow you on Twitter, man, and I know how vocal you are on there, and I love it. Uh, and you've referred many times to this, like this being a season of fools. Um, what are some That's of it. the? What are some of the biggest? Um, who I guess if name names and tell us who who do you think are playing the the most foolish games uh, up to this point? Everybody. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, and unfortunately, I have to take blame for this. I started the season. I set the precedent. I I couldn't distinguish what the hell this 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 map was of the well. You know, I I was thinking. I, I thought it was. I don't even think it was a raft. I really thought it was a floating buoy that was out in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably makes matters even worse, but. <laughs> Um, I was like, there's no way it's going to be the well because Ty found two on the current season. So I'm like, nah, Survivor's not going to do that. So I think I, I, I started it off, and I think it was followed by maybe um, it just continued. I mean, uh, Rourke went over to state at the Soku camp and told the, her new tribe everything that went on, that I had the idol and all the relationships that we had and that she was dying to, to – to, um, to make it to the merge with the healer. So that camp already knew that the healers was strong. Then you had uh, the other healers that went over to uh, Yawa that decided to make a final five Yawa. So then, you know, then you have Cole telling secrets. And then, so I, I really, I, I really don't know. I mean, <laughs> this recent vote out, Ben staying in the game, you know, um, yeah. it was just, you know, Lauren telling the secrets, Ryan telling secrets. I mean, I don't know. I think no one, no one's playing a perfect game. There's no perfect game this season, and I, I think that's why I love this season that much more. Sure. Not just because I'm in it, but as a fan, I, I love it. No, sure. And I wanted to push back on this a little bit too, because you know, as you know, you know, because I, I love it too. By the way, I, I love watching you on Twitter because you, you like trolling, you know, your haters and stuff like that, and <laughs> kind of putting it in their face and stuff like that. But I, uh, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, some people call your kind of a game, you know, like an aggressive out there. You, you were not shy about, hey guys, you know, I'm a good player. Um, I'm playing aggressive. You were even telling other people that in the game. Some people call that uh, a second place strategy. You know, like it might get you all the way in the game, but it's not going to get people to vote for you at the end. What would you say to people like that? And, and what would you say about that kind of a strategy? Um, so my strategy. I mean, I, I went to the game and I didn't have a strategy. Uh, I just I just wanted to go with the flow of the game. Uh, one, I wanted to play an aggressive game. Uh, when when there's chaos. Um, and there's a lot of moving parts, that's when I'm calm. That's when I'm able to see kill- things clearly. Um, so a slow-paced game is not really my game. Um, so I wanted to keep people on their toes. That's one. In addition to putting everything out there, when you're playing a game of, of, of lies and everyone being deceitful, it's almost like a, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air when you hear someone just being honest. I mean, we all knew you know, Ashley was like a go. Everyone said it. Mm-hmm. You know, we all knew Ben was a threat, but no one said it. So to me, it's like everyone's saying, like, Joe, Joe's a good player. Joe's a strategic. Okay, well, I'm making everyone aware that I know that everyone thinks I'm a threat. But listen, guys, here's somebody else's a threat. And guess what, guys? No one likes me. But they all knew that if I made it to the final three that I had enough people that did like me because I, I did establish genuine relationships out there because I was so honest. And people really respected my honesty. They respected uh, my gameplay as well. And I think that's enough to, to really win. And, and 
and call me cocky, but put me up against any of those three in the final three. Mm-hmm. If I made it that far, I mean, they, they would have to give me the money. Like, at that point, I was like, dude, really? Uh, I, I played the game since day one. Uh, you guys went after every healer, and somehow in some way I still survived. So uh, I don't believe that's a second-place strategy at all. Um, and I guess we would never know because I didn't make it to the three. So, <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned that you, you know, you, you kind of wanted to go with the flow of the game and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, be adaptable. Uh, that being said, though, is there is there a uh, is there a final three that you had in your mind that you would have uh, loved to have? Are there any uh, people out there that you were a little bit more loyal to than others, where you would have liked to be at the end with them? Uh, and did that change at all through the game for you? Well, initially, my game plan was to lay low and um, go with the flow of the game, but obviously, it didn't happen. I mean, uh, once I landed on that on that island, I went I went full throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, so once once I sensed myself like just going full throttle because that's the type of individual I am, I'm like I'm gonna stick true to myself because the last thing you want to do, like a lot of players do, is like, oh, I'm staying low until the merge, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, the claws come on. It's kind of like, whoa, who are you? And then that that could be like damaging as well. So I wanted everyone just to be like, Joe's annoying, and guess what? That's who Joe is. Who cares? And they kind of forget about me. Um, so, um, I, I, I mean, the, the yeah, I wanted to go with the flow of the game, but it, it just it, it, it didn't work out for me. Uh, so as far as Final Three, I, did, I was thinking Final Three, but I was more thinking about, at that point, like Final Five. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin, I wanted Devin out. I felt like everyone liked Devin. Um, I thought I felt like I had Cole and Desi. They were already on the jury, so I really wanted to take. Um, this was before the GP vote. I said I didn't mind GP. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind Ashley, and I didn't mind Chrissy. I felt like they were all uh, very complacent. Besides Chrissy, I think she played aggressive, but uh, in a good game. But I just knew that she was unaware, like completely, like unaware of how she rubbed others the wrong way and how unlike she was. So to me, I, I would love to go next to someone that's probably more unlike than I am. And then Ashley, I just felt like she was extremely complacent. So that would be an easy win. So definitely um, I wouldn't have mine kept in, keeping JP, Ashley, or Chrissy along. Talk to me about this uh, uh, Coconuts uh, alliance you had going. Man, you and Dr. Mike from day one didn't seem like two guys that would end up uh, you know, having to align in any way. Um, tell me your relationship about Dr. Mike and, and what you thought of him as a player at the beginning and then uh, you know, at the time that you were voted out you know, and his, his kind of uh, evolving in the game, if he did. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, initially there was only three people playing the game once Jeff said, uh, Survivors, you ready? And boom, hmm. the marooning, it was me. Ryan and uh, me, Ryan and, and uh, Mike, we're the only three looking for the uh, advantage on the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I identified Ryan as a player and I identified Mike as a player. And even pregame, I, I called Mike like David 2.0. <laughs> so I knew he was like a strategic probably player. Um, in addition to that, uh, once we got to the island, he was looking for the idol. So I don't want to have anyone around me that's probably working as hard as I am mm-hmm. uh, or even harder. So I identified him as a player and I just wanted to put a target on his back. And then as the game continued, I started realizing that Mike is a flip-flopper. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to work with a flip-flopper. Uh, but I did like Mike. I mean, he, he's generally a, a, an amazing individual. We're still friends to this day. And um, we would strategize a lot. And Mike is the type of guy, like, he'll give you great advice, but just won't do it. And I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'll give you great advice, but I probably won't take my own advice. So Mike would, like, <laughs> strategize amazingly. But then he'll pull off, like, the crap that he pulled off on the cold vote. So it was kind of like he was inconsistent. 
So, but I love my time with Mike. Um, they didn't really show much, but Mike and I had a blast. Like, he's just the type of guy that doesn't take things serious. I don't as well. Um, and we really had a blast out there. We made the best of it, and we were constantly playing. I mean, we really worked hard um, to stay alive in the game. So, kudos to Mike, and I'm rooting for him at this point. I know that you mentioned that you know the, all these people are kind of playing Im- imperfect uh, games and stuff like that, but um, you know, and, and we talked about how you know you could have been voted out at you know the last couple tribals. You know, you had your back against the wall kind of a thing, but we managed to get through it. Uh, why do you think now was the time? Like, why do you think they didn't go along with you know trying to get out Ben or you know flipping on Devin or something like that? Why do you think uh, they went for you now? Uh, well, retrospect. I mean. In the game, and, and, I, and I don't want to talk about what I saw on television yesterday because mm-hmm. it's, it's not fair. So in the game, I felt like it was – so they made the JP vote. So I, they're, now they're excited, and, and I could kind of relate to that because I was – my game was all bottled in the first, like, three vote-outs at the Healer Beach. Like, I was so anxious to play, and that's why I exploded at the, at the swap. So once they made that, that, that move, I think they got a natural high. And I sensed it, like, Ashley got a high, like, finally she made a move. I've been calling her a goat for a while. You know, um, Devin was anxious, and I, I, you know, we would strategize a lot. I would tell Devin all the time, like, dude, you got to make a move at some point. Mm -hmm. And I think they just got a natural high, and it was just an easy vote to take me out, and they weren't thinking strategy. Um, I think they thought that they could take Ben out at any point. Um, And uh, I think Devin just got comfortable. I think he, he, he... you know, he the extra like spy thing was unnecessary. Like I I I don't know why anybody would do that. I would never allow someone to to just say, hey, why don't you become a double agent? Like that's just not good for business at all. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was just an easy vote out. Uh, ben had too many ties, so that vote out I don't understand. I mean, completely just makes no sense to me. Strategically, even like even as like you know just personal bonds out there, it's just not. It wasn't. It wasn't a business move at all. You know, I wanted to ask you too. You know, you had one of the coolest Ponderosa videos because you got to have a loved one uh, visit. Your sister comes out to Ponderosa to see you there. Uh, I thought there was a really cool moment in that though when you were talking about um, your son and you got emotional, uh, kind of reconciling, um, talking to him about the game and you know watching dad like lie on TV and stuff like that. I, I just wanted to f- ask you about that. Like, wh- how did how did your son end up uh, reacting to you on the show? Uh, what was the response like back home uh, from all of that? Well, yeah, I mean, I am I am who I am. I'm very true to myself. I think things were amplified out on the island simply because, you know, the adrenaline. Um, but I, I am extremely honest. I, I am loyal. Um, I am blunt. Um, and, yeah, I have a lot of energy. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell my son, like, you got to give 120%, you know, uh, waking up in the middle of the night and looking for idols. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. I did. That. It was very common for me to do. Um, and my son would always tell me, dad, you're going to get caught. And I'm like, listen, you know what I mean? Like legit, like uh-huh. if you want something, you got to go out there and put in the work. So it, it, it was, it was a proud, I mean, I think he was proud. Um, and, and I never thought I was going to struggle with like, you know, the game is about lying, but there's certain things that I just wouldn't cross. And it, it was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't swear on my kids. I wouldn't swear on anything. I thought I was going to be able to do that, but I knew my son was going to watch and, and I didn't know if it was going to make the edit or not, but it, 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 it's difficult to explain to a 10 year old, like, Hey, listen, this game is, is not reality, but he's seeing it on television. He's a smart kid, but I just didn't want to be portrayed as, you know, my dad's like a lion sack of shit. Um, so he was proud. And, and just the recent episode with, you know, we always play basketball and him seeing me do that. 
and just, you know, he, he's a fan of the game as well. And uh, hopefully Survivor can stay around for, for quite some time and hopefully he can play, you know. That'd be sweet. Um, Good blood so, for Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, the the response was great. My my coworkers know that I I am like kind of the annoying brother. I don't take things serious. I love playing around. I like pushing buttons. So everything was just kind of amplified. I stay true to myself. Um, and my edit, I love my edit. You know, people would be like, "Oh, you're a villain," but they're like, "Joe, that <laughs> no one's perfect, man." They they showed a little bit of everything about you, and 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 Survivor was amazing with the edit. Jeff said it before the game. He said, "Listen, guys, we can only use what you give us," and I gave. I gave them my all, so they were able to use whatever they wanted at that point. My last question, I'm running out of time for you. Real quick question I had for you was, uh, how do you want people to remember you, uh, fans of the game, or even, you know, shout out to your haters? You know, what, what do you want to tell people about you? What do you How do you want people to remember you in the game? Uh, 120%, man. That's, that's what I did, man. I never quit. I played, and, um, you know, I, I didn't. I To me, I always said it, and I'm surprised it never made the edit. I would say this constantly at Tribal. I said, I don't care if I go home day three, six, or nine, or even day 38. Like, anything in between, it's irrelevant. Like, my goal is to make it to day 39. That's how I played. Um, if I did some risky things, I, I was okay with it because I knew that it, it, when I went home, the last thing I wanted to, 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 to say to myself, like, damn, I should have played a little bit harder. And I think there's some people that, that got eliminated that were just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have played so safe. You know, they would just – content with making the merge or just content making the family visit i wasn't content with any of that i just wanted to to make it to day 39 thanks a lot joe it was awesome talking to you man great watching you i was a big fan and uh best of luck to you appreciate and the family, it thank man. you yep take care all right man appreciate it thank you yep. there it is gotta love joe i uh, hope you enjoyed that interview uh and uh now yeah we're down now to uh seven people left in the game we have an episode coming up next week. It's the Loved Ones episode. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Ponderosa videos, I, I urge you to. Uh, these are Ponderosa, of course, is the place where the jury stays uh, in between the, the votes um, as they go through the rest of the game. And each week, Survivor uh, CBS puts out a little, you know, short, usually under 10-minute video on each person's kind of experience as they arrive at Ponderosa, and it gives you some really great insight uh, into the jury and into these people. Uh, this week on the Ponderosa videos, uh, Joe actually gets a first. It's a survivor first where uh, his loved one, actually his sister, comes, as you, ta- as you heard in the interview, uh, comes to the, pod- you know, to the Ponderosa to see Joe. So please go watch those videos. They're really cool. And uh, tune in next week. We should be back to normal as far as uh, the, the flow of things. Wednesday we'll have the recap uh, and then you know, followed by the exit interview next week. So that's on the docket there. Also want to put a plug in, um, it's that time of year for movies. As you guys know, I'm a movie critic for Access.com, and I appear on Fox 2 in Detroit on the weekly movie show, Critically Speaking. It's on at 6.30. By the way, Critically Speaking has a Facebook page. It's Critically, L-E-E, because that's Lee Thomas is the host of the show. Critically Speaking. And uh, all of the episodes of Critically Speaking are online. So if you can watch me... Uh, on the show uh, on Facebook if you uh, follow the Critically Speaking page. Um, coming up soon, though, are some year-end awards. Uh, I'm part of the Broadcast Film Critics Association, which does the Critics' Choice Awards that will be on TV uh, live in January. And uh, our nominations are coming out in the next couple of weeks, as well as our official nominees and uh, winners for the Detroit Film Critics Society, which I am a part of. So all that kind of stuff is happening in the next couple weeks. So I urge you to just follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli. 
uh, go to my website, TomSantilli.com. Follow me on Facebook as well. And uh, make sure that you're in tune with all that stuff. If you're into movies, uh, you can read some of my reviews, kind of see my top 10 list, which I will be revealing uh, in a couple weeks. Also, I might be doing a podcast with my fellow critics from Critically Speaking, Lee Thomas and Adam Graham. We might be doing uh, revealing our top five movies of the year uh, on this podcast in, in a couple weeks. So lots to look forward to in the movie front. And uh, as we get through the finale of Survivor, which again is on December the 20th. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, glad you stuck with this show. This double episode finally delivered what we've been waiting for. And I'm just hoping for a strong finish down the down the stretch here. That's three episodes left, guys, <laughs> if you include the finale. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed. Look out for that JP uh transcribed interview uh sometime this or next week once i get it back from him hopefully and uh we will see you on the flip side of uh of next week's episode thanks everybody for listening this is the film survivor podcast i'm tom santilli thank you very much for listening bye-bye